So let's talk about your goals for 2020. So we're halfway through 2020. <laughs> they may have what a ride it's been. <laughs> they may have changed a little bit from maybe what your goals were in January of 2020, but right now they are discipline, dream, plan, enjoy, and create. Mm-hmm. What are you creating right now? Get ready for the real estate show that takes you across the barriers and into the danger zone. That bitchin' real estate podcast with your host, Tenacious T. Well, right now I'm creating my home. I just purchased a home a couple of, uh, about 45 days ago and now moving in tomorrow. So (laughs) So that's exciting. Um, But yeah, to me, it's a, a constant... Um, it's a constant joy in my life to see things transform. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and for me, I think that's why I move every two to three years because I just like seeing different places and creating different environments and keeping them and then just moving on to the next. It's very interesting. So you've kept all of your properties for mm-hmm. the most part that you've them. purchased. Every single one of them. That's so yeah. awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. All of your properties from the time you started buying properties from 22 till now, what makes this particular home different? Well, this one's really special because the first home I ever bought in Paradise Valley and it's historic, which is really cool. Uh, The community started and was built in the 1930s, Casablanca. Love it. And it's on their Rose Garden, which Mm -hmm. is really beautiful. Um, And so it's just really special. It's a small little pied-a-terre. It's like 1,300 square feet, two bedroom, two and a half bath. Views are beautiful. Location's fantastic. And it's just very special. You know, I like things that take you back in time that Yes. are very hard to recreate. I was going to say, what did it feel like when you first stepped onto that property? For me, it felt like I was uh, in old Hollywood or something. Yeah. It was yeah. really cool. Oh, my God. I yeah. can totally see it. Yeah. You're yeah. going to have a big photo shoot when you're done with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be awesome. Discipline. Discipline for me is an interesting word. Because, yes, we have to discipline ourselves to follow certain steps to see our vision come to life. But discipline is a harsh word. Yeah. Well, yeah, unfortunately, to be successful, you have to cut out other Mm -hmm. things that aren't adding to your success. And a lot of people do a lot of things in life that when you really think about it, aren't getting them to that end goal, yes. whatever that is. They're yeah. just doing them because everyone else is doing them. <laughs> yeah. For um, instance, you can't just go on social media and think that you're going to get 100 clients tomorrow. No, no, <laughs> no. No, it takes years. It takes yeah. years of genuine relationship development. And, yeah. and it takes years of helping people with your gifts, like you said. And so, you know, the quicker you go out and meet more people and genuinely help them, which yeah. you've been successful at. Yes. I've been successful at. It changes your life. It does. It changes your life. When you take that determination within yourself and saying, pre-COVID, or may right. hopefully post, <laughs> if we can safely go out and meet people on a daily basis, we're going to be more successful. So doesn't that turn the word discipline into more following a routine and sacrificing? Uh, yeah, they're one and the same yeah. in my mind. You know, and for me, you know, financial discipline was very important 
because I, you know, I've been in high lows through the real estate economy my yeah. whole life. My dad's <laughs> lost and made and lost three or four fortunes in his life. Yeah. I've blown through it's some, exhausting. some money myself. Yes. <laughs> it's exhausting. Yes. It's a roller coaster ride yes. of up and down and up and down. And so you try to create this baseline of, um, you know, multiple sources of income for yourself and your loved ones and all that stuff to where even whatever happens, it's indestructible. Right. And um, it's hard to do. It is. It's hard to do. And it's it's daunting, actually, mm -hmm. to think about. And, you know, I'll take my son, who's 24, who's just now thinking of getting into the real estate business. But the concept of multiple lines, multiple streams of income is just foreign to him. No matter mm -hmm. how much I've explained it to him, he just doesn't. <laughs> some people just don't see it. Mm -hmm. So what is your advice to someone like that? I mean, if they just have that one frame of mind, I just want to do one thing. How do they discipline themselves to expand that? And is that OK just to want to do one thing? If you want to do one thing, it's not a problem to begin. Uh, you, you, the key is, you know, initially a lot of people say, well, how do I get started if I have nothing? Right. And I, and everyone says, follow your dreams, follow your, yeah. I think honestly, I don't know if I can cuss or not. That's bullshit. You can. <laughs> Total bullshit. And the reason I say that is because in your twenties, you have to do everything you can to make as much money as early on as possible and take that money and multiply it. Yeah. And the only way really to do that is to do whatever you're really good at that pays you the most. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's discipline. And mm -hmm. that's sacrifice. And take that money, you save that money, and then once you save it, what I did with it that changed my life is I put it into real estate. Yeah. And so the formula that's a real brief synopsis, because I'm not going to get into my secret sure, sauce. Sure. <laughs> but basically, as early as you can, especially in this low interest rate environment, buy a primary residence, buy a single family home. That's a real decent, nice little area, whatever you can afford, put 10% down, get a 30-year fixed mortgage, buy down the rate as low as possible, and just live in it. You yes. need a place to live. Yes, equity. And then if you don't like it, rent it. Yeah. Don't sell it. And the reason I say don't sell it is because a lot of people, what they do is they take that money yeah. and they keep upgrading. Yeah. They buy a bigger house. They buy guilty. a more expensive car. <laughs> We're all guilty of it. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily help your net worth if you track it over 20, sure. 30, 40 years. Sure. But if you think about it, if you took every house that you ever bought and instead of selling it, you rented it and mm -hmm. you're making $500,000 more a month than what you're paying on your mortgage and you start multiplying that, one, two, three, four, five, 20. Yeah. The numbers are mind boggling because you have appreciation boosting you yep. and you also have cash flow every month. That yeah. is your saving grace. So true. Is this something you offer your clients is the financial advice and continued support throughout their entire real oh, estate 100%. career? I mean, one of the one of the reasons I think my closest friends and people that know me and what I do in real estate take my advice is because they know I'm not going to lead them astray. Right. And for me, you know, an end user and buying a beautiful two or three million dollar house, that's beautiful. And mm -hmm. if we can all get there, fantastic. Yeah. But the reality is not all of us can. Right. Not all of us don't know how to get there. Right. And so whatever your stage is in life, this is a duplicatable system. Mm -hmm. And wherever you are in your income level, you can do it. Yeah. But the thing is, it just takes you taking that risk. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. Yeah. I mean, I was scared to death when I bought my first house. <laughs> and here's an example. I bought my first house at 22 with $8,000 down. 
30-year fixed mortgage at 4%, which at the time was really low. Now it's much lower. And that $8,000 over the course of nine years has turned into $185,000 in equity. That's crazy. For me doing nothing. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's just one example. And Mm -hmm. it's not rocket science. It really isn't. I think clients need that uh, voice of reason, though, too. Mm -hmm. And you service all stages. It's not just a million-dollar client or a five-million-dollar client. It's it's anyone that comes to you. I like younger people that are willing to learn and have the discipline to want to learn. I mean, obviously, I love wealthier, older individuals that already have made right. their money because they're, they're in a different stage in their life. Sure. They're very definitive in what they want. Um, but people that are always willing to grow and understand and learn from others, I'm always willing to help them. Do you ever say no? Oh, you have to, 100% of the time. The truth is, A, you can't help everyone. Mm -hmm. And number two, you can't help people at a detriment to yourself. Yes. That's a big one. The hard part is, is, you know, people take advice and they don't necessarily implement it. Mm -hmm. And if they took the right advice from the right people and not the wrong advice from people that aren't where they want to be, they would be far more successful. The problem is so many people give advice. Mm-hmm. And most of those people aren't in the place that you want to be anyway. So why would you take <laughs> advice from them? <laughs> so true. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And I think that's why your clients have a lot of confidence in you, because taking your advice, you are living exactly. I'm living, your I'm living what I teach. You know, <laughs> yes. and that's what I always tell people. It astonishes me. So many agents that don't own properties oh, you got to buy a property. You can't rent. Why don't you own a property if you're trying to sell that onto others? I would never push anything onto anyone that I wouldn't 100% believe in myself and do and put my money to work in. What is your next level that you're working towards as we move forward? When it comes to markets, we're always in state of flux. You mm-hmm. know, moving forward, just take 2020, for instance, there's a lot of unknowns, yeah. you know, because you have COVID, you have, we're on a very hot market. Everyone's yes. flocking to Arizona right now, which is great. I, I, and I can't tell you how many offers get put in in four hours. Right. It's kind of like 2004, 2005 right. again. Um, but, you know, like anything, what goes up must come down. Mm-hmm. And what I always say is be prudent. Be cautiously optimistic and really plan for what's the worst case scenario and what can I do today to prepare in case something bad nice. happens? Because it always will. The yep. question is when. Yep. The, yeah. The preparation yeah. is very That's important. Hard. It's hard. Yeah, it is. It's very difficult. You know, we're all, unfortunately, we live and die by so many things that are out of our control. You yeah. know, interest rates, people moving here, spending habits. All those things we don't have control over, but we do have control over our own personal finances and the people in our lives. And our heart. And our heart. And our heart. Yeah, and our heart of doing good for others. You mm-hmm. have that. I try to have that. And a lot of people that are our colleagues have that, yeah. which is great. Yeah. So we're going to step into the famous questions. Great. <laughs> so I want you to, you're sitting down, you're thinking of a description, you're, you've got this beautiful house in front of you. What is your favorite descriptive word? Magical. Magical. Oh my gosh, I haven't used that one yet. I'm going to have to use that one. Okay, so agents out there, magical. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Fancy. Fancy. Yeah, that does have a little bit of a hey, it's grandma's fancy kitchen, yeah. right? No, I don't <laughs> it's like a little that word like gold tool <laughs> going on. Yeah, fancy. Okay, so personal space. 
you've had a really, really long day. Let's say you've got jet lag, you've traveled, you just finished even maybe having dinner and some wine. And it's 5.30 and your eyes open and you've got a full day. There is no, you have to do this day. What is your turn on? What gets you going? So it'll be funny. So two things. One's Red Bull. I like a quick Red Bull. And also Amanda Malcolm actually makes a great coffee drink. It's frozen banana, iced coffee, um, uh, almond milk, Mm -hmm. and a few other potions. But to have something cool, especially in the heat, and I need a shot of caffeine quickly. Like first thing in the morning. Right out, right out I the love gate. It. Love Jump it. Jump start the engine. So do you, you, you have your drink. It could be your Red Bull or mm. your banana coffee thingy. What are you doing while you're drinking that? Usually I'm on my computer or on the phone and talking to people. And what I realize is the biggest tool, I'm going to bring this out because it's so important, yeah. is you have to fill this up with as many numbers as possible, yeah. people that can help you. If you ever have any problem Everyone needs to be a phone call away because if you have that, you're indispensable. You'll always be making money. So your first thing, once you've got your little bit of caffeine, is you're right into it. You're right into your routine. You're hitting those emails. Trying to. Yeah. Believe me, I'm lazy and we're all guilty of it. But yes. the thing is, when we're, we're excited about something we're doing and we're helping people and they're excited – that's contagious. Yeah. And when you're really in a project that gets you up every morning and gets you going, I'll work throughout the night because I just enjoy it so much. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's that's what this show is for me. Mm-hmm. I could, you know, it takes me about 30 hours a week to edit these. Mm-hmm. But the whole time, and I caught myself doing it when I was editing Tracy Fitzgerald, the whole time I was doing it, I had the biggest smile on my face. Yeah, Tracy's My hands great. can be hurting. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, this is so good because I love the editing process of mm-hmm. it. I love telling the story in it. That's what you have found and you have defined, it sounds like, most of your life. Well, thank you. That's what I always say. I said the first thing, what is your story? Yeah. No one cares about you. All they care about is your story and how your story is going to impact them for the better. And how they can emulate it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Or get through something mm-hmm. because of it. And how you can help them. Yeah. If you can help them, you're indispensable to people. Mm-hmm. What turns you off? What is that thing that you just, I have no time in my life for that? I don't have time for victims and Mm -hmm. I don't have time for people that don't want to take action. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are hard out there and life can be very hard, Mm -hmm. but you can always take action to try to change it. Yeah. Life's not fair. No, it never, it never will be. That's the first thing Bill Gates actually said. He said, one thing you got to realize, life's not fair. It never will be. No. You got to take what's given you and make the best hand possible. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. This one will be bleeped for the families that are going (laughs) to be watching. But what is your favorite curse word? Mm. That's a good question. Probably f***. Yeah. (laughs) It's popular. (laughs) F*** is the famous word. (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it is, and I, I say this a lot, back in the 80s, I remember this one sheet of paper that went through school, and it was f***ing its many uses. Mm. You can use it for anything. Mm-hmm. It can be happy, it can be sad, Absolutely. it can be rude, it can be, and, yeah. and it is very popular mm-hmm. word, mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> and another thing I realized, too, which I don't know if this is true, but I use profanity quite a lot yeah. when I'm in an uncensored setting, Yeah, and it helps me articulate what I need to get done. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed people that use profanity more often in a controlled way mm-hmm. 
are usually more intelligent in some way because yes. a lot of people say it to me and I understand what they're saying more fluidly. Right. Yeah. And again, it could be, you know, you've got the toll guy on the bridge and he's just saying it because that's just what he says <laughs> right. all the time. Or you are attending, let's say, a huge event and the speaker on stage needs to get their point across. They sure. may use a few specific swear words. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's in the intelligent yeah. way. As long as it's not it. malicious yeah. and putting yeah. others down, I'm all for them. Go yeah. with them. Absolutely. <laughs> OK, so another personal space. What is your favorite noise or sound? I love the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Waves against rocks. Beautiful. You go to the ocean a lot. I, All I, the time, I see, yeah. I see mm -hmm. a lot of posts. Is it a, a calming thing for you, too? Yeah, I love the ocean. I mean, if I had my way and I didn't have to work... Um, I'd be in Italy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> love the food, love the people, love the ocean. That to me is just paradise. So yeah, my husband's yeah. whole family's from uh, <laughs> Tedesini, down from Palermo, and I haven't had the opportunity to go, but he said that the same thing when he's mm. gone out. There's something so calming, not only about the ocean, but communities that have built their culture right there mm -hmm. next to the ocean. They're a different type of person. Very organic. I mean, yeah. it's very simple in a beautiful way. It's about family. It's about food. It's about living life. Here, it's about the individual. Mm -hmm. Overseas, it's a lot more about the collective and the family, which and is the connection and the connection, yeah. which is important. Yeah, and enjoying life. Yeah, we work so hard sometimes. You don't enjoy enjoy the and simple we need things. To. Yeah. yeah. So, what noise or sound do you dislike? I hate loud pitched noises like little girls screaming <laughs> or, you know, animals barking and things yes. like that that yeah. just gnaws at my psyche. I think that that gnaws at a lot of us yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so let's take real estate off the table. Mm -hmm. Let's take finances off the table, mm -hmm. numbers off the table, mm -hmm. profession. Mm -hmm. If you could do anything, what would it be and why? Other than what I'm doing now. Yes, you have to take it off the table. There's you no know, real ironically, estate. which it ties into, I mean, my minor was film media production. Mm -hmm. So one thing I always loved is the film industry. Yes. I'd probably be <laughs> an actor, or be a director, or be some part of that industry if I wasn't doing what I I'm could doing. see you, Quentin Tarantino. Like, uh, <laughs> I like Quentin you, Tarantino. Because you good. have that, um, again, you have a calm demeanor, but you can tell there's a lot spinning mm -hmm. up there as as even if you're just sitting there not saying anything <laughs> why do you think you didn't pursue that uh it's a bigger risk mm -hmm. and it's a risk that uh from a numeric standpoint i didn't think it was worth taking mm -hmm. um for me there's always time to pursue your passions yeah. if you set up your necessities first and so film, luckily in real estate, we can implement yes. a lot of that in real estate. <laughs> um, but for me, I was never foolhardy and foolish to think instantly I would become famous because I know what goes into becoming sure. that way. And it's just, it's just not – it's not in the cards for everyone, not because they're great. It's right. just because of luck and or life. Right. But it is something you could possibly pursue later. You never know. Yeah. So maybe that could yeah. be kind Steve of. Steve McQueen, honestly, didn't even become an actor until his mid to late 30s when yeah. his girlfriend said you should act. Yeah. So Same with, um, oh gosh, Gene. He was in Superman. He played Lex Luthor. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Yeah. He was 33 <laughs> yeah. on his yeah. first uh, yeah. role. So yeah. see, you, you, never may, know. you may be creating something right now in the there back you of your go. head that may happen later. There you go. <laughs> Love Hollywood it. Hollywood could become calling. 
So I want you to think of a famous person, mm -hmm. dead or alive, and it, it doesn't have to be a celebrity. It could be a celebrity, political figure, someone in history. Hmm. If you could have dinner with them, who would it be and why? Actually, I ask that question all the time uh, to other people. I rarely have it asked to myself. That's a hard <laughs> one. There's a lot of people in history that have done so many interesting things. Yes. Um, off the off the beaten path, I think Abraham Lincoln would be pretty interesting yeah. to have dinner with. Yeah. Just because of all the implements of change, especially now with social unrest and Black Lives Matter and all that stuff, what he must have gone through to do what he did for Is our country. Is that the question you would ask him to? It'd be interesting. I mean, I know his wife had a lot to do with it, but... It would be interesting because he, he made a lot of differentiations and improvements in our country yeah. right off of 4th of July. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Where would you take him to dinner? That's a good question. <laughs> Ford Theater. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, God. <laughs> Hopefully not. I don't know. The That's same a good question. <laughs> you know, for me, I've never really loved fancy dinners. Right. I just like calm, good food, home-cooked meals. So. so you can talk. Would you cook for yeah. him, maybe? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to. There you go. Cooking's I, great. I have noticed you've been doing a few little cooking little mm -hmm. spots on your yeah, on your channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you would cook him dinner, and you would pick his brain. Do you think that's because that's part of what you are trying to do, too, is change things in your life and the people that you're surrounded with? Are you looking to make a change? Always, always looking to improve. Mm -hmm. And I think any any life that's successful has to do with systems that are constantly approved upon. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at anyone that people idolize today, like Elon Musk or uh, Warren Buffett or – I mean, there's so many great figures out there right. that have been ridiculed their whole lives. They do something great. They change our lives. Yeah. And their minds are so complex and unique that constantly all they're doing is trying to improve them. I think the one commonality that I have seen in, in very successful entrepreneurs, people in history like Abraham mm -hmm. Lincoln, they knew very early on that they were different mm. and they were not going to compromise their ideas and they moved forward with it. And they fail all the time. Yeah. You know, that's the thing I realized. You're going to fail often. Mm -hmm. And the more you fail, it just leads a quicker path to success. Get <laughs> rid of it, move on, and focus on what is working and focus on that. Walt Disney. Yeah, that's, that's true, too. I mean, Walt is him. a great guy. Yeah. But there's so many people that we learn from. I mean, yeah. now with phones and the internet. Yeah. You can learn so much just at your own computer. It's easy, unbelievable. Easy access, but it's not the same as being able to sit down and make dinner for Abraham and, Lincoln. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> I would definitely pay to be in that yes, room. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me yeah, today. Thanks for your time. Michael, how can people get a hold of you? And this will be floating over your head, of course, so I can put it in the video. Easiest thing to do is probably social media, mm -hmm. um, Instagram, Michael Banavac, all lowercase, and or uh, Facebook, Michael Banavac. That's awesome. the easiest way. Awesome. Well, thank you again for thank joining you. me. Thank you. Appreciate this the time. This is Kimberly Toko, Tenacious T. 